Hello and welcome to the 31st episode of The First Exchange with me, your host, Lydia Daydal. Well, we've got a great episode coming up for you. Um, I was delighted to get uh, himself in. I've been, what I think, uh, pestering him to come on the show for since we started, but I was delighted to be joined in the studio tonight with PJ Gallagher. Um, most of you will know who, who PJ is. Uh, comedian, stand-up, um, The Young Offenders, Naked Camera, Madhouse, uh, classic hits, you wake up in the morning to him. Um, it has such a, a fantastic uh, story, fantastic career. It was really, really great to get him in and just to talk about starting stand-up, um, you know, uh, stage nerves. There's so much that we got to talk about. Absolutely delighted to have him in. Um, so I will let you enjoy the 31st episode, but I know I say it every week and I'm going to say it again. Uh, thank you very much to everyone for all the support that you've shown uh, to date with the podcast. I'm definitely starting to notice a lot of um, uh, messages and people sharing the podcast and different things. So thank you so much. Really do appreciate it. And please don't stop because uh, we really feel like we're onto something great here with the podcast. And I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so I really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'm ever so grateful. Uh, without further ado, I will let you enjoy the 31st episode of The First Exchange with PJ Gallagher. PJ Gallagher. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. No, thanks for having me. How annoying have I been over the last couple of months to try and get you in you here? You haven't been that annoying. There's much more annoying people than you. <laughs> I know really annoying people and you're definitely, you're not, you're not even close to being annoying. Oh. You've asked me like twice to come in here and once I couldn't and then the next time I could and that's it. That's fucking it. That's all there was. There was no like long period of weird stalkage. Like there's fuckers out there. Annoying people never think they're annoying. That's how you know as well. It's like psychopaths. They think they're the only normal fucker in the world, you know. I was like, like I, when you when you were like, yeah, fuck it, we'll, I'll come in on Thursday or do it. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually going to have to apologise about how head wrecking I've been. Well, now I have to apologise to you now because I'm a little fucking bit drunk, to be honest, because <laughs> I was at, I've just been at a wake. I've been at Jason Bourne's dad died and I've just been at the wake. And uh, yeah, so I got carried away. I love a funeral, like. Yes. I fuck. I love funerals. Weddings are shit, right? We can all agree weddings are shit. Surely <laughs> in this day and age, you can fucking admit that weddings are finally shit. Like, there's not. It's bad manners inviting someone to a wedding. <laughs> it's fucking bad manners, right? Why yeah. do you think they're shit? What what element of the sh- of the wedding is shit for because you? Because you're selling someone. Like, imagine Ticketmaster contacted you, right, yeah. and says this gig is on, and you have to fucking go, <laughs> and there's a dress code. <laughs> Right, and you're gonna you're gonna eat food you'd never normally eat, sit next to people you'd never normally hang out with, listen to the music you'd never normally listen to, in a place you'd never normally go. And it's gonna cost you a hundred quid or a hundred and fifty quid, and then you're gonna have to like give more money to people, and you're gonna have to endure the like they're shite. But when someone in Ireland dies, it's fucking brilliant. I love like, funeral. Not the death, the death is the shit, bit, right? <laughs> but like it's just there's something magical about Irish people. We do death so well. Well, do you know what? I have a question that I ask every episode, and it's how would you like to be remembered? Yeah. Yeah. And the idea of it is, why are you laughing? I'm laughing. I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if it's so, I don't know if I'd want to be remembered at all. I'd like, kind of leave me alone. What? Yeah. Like leave me the fuck alone. I've been alive for 
God knows how many years, and now you're like, how would you like to be remembered? Fuck off. What? Like, you surely I deserve to. Like, even Google has started to understand the right to be forgotten. <laughs> but no, your family and friends insist that you ha- oh, no, we have to be remembered, and there's poems and songs and hymns and services, and all, and all anybody wants to do is, like, what happened today? It's like you meet up, your mates meet together, you yeah. stand around the coffin in the gaff or whatever, and then somebody goes, do you remember the time the mad cunt went? You know, and they tell yeah. stories and that's it. Well, Leave this it at is, that. This Shoot is me the... over cannon into the sea and let that be the end of it. <laughs> this is the thing where I'm like, I'm getting to it from, of like the, the stories of like, what you were like or funny stories, the thing that happens, you know, like that's, that will be your, how you want to be remembered. I want people to stand around telling a few jokes, telling some good stories about. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I suppose I'd like something hilarious to happen at my funeral. <laughs> I'd love that. My, my friend Pat Duffy has this story about, uh, his, it's his mother-in-law's uh, funeral essentially, right? So he's, yeah. well, they're not married, you know, it doesn't matter. They're, yeah. they're, him and his missus, right? Yeah. And her, her mother got very, very sick. She got very sick. She got pulmonary fibrosis, right? Yeah. So her lungs were fucked, essentially. Yeah. And uh, she couldn't get out of bed in the last few months of her life. So, you know, it's a slow, it's a deteriorating, it's a horrible disease and all that. And she was stuck in the bed, right? And um, she eventually <laughs> would start coughing, you know, when she'd be calling for help. So it was like, Tina's her name, right? And <laughs> so there was this whole period where she'd be like, Tina! <coughs> <laughs> Look at her help, Tina. <laughs> and Tina would run up the stairs and she'd help her out and get whatever she needed, whatever. Right? But she her son was one of these lads, you know, he kept all kinds of animals. Like he you know, you know, there's there's always the, there's always one lad in the estate because yeah. a fucking alligator in the shed or yeah. a mink or a long mouse or a parrot <laughs> or whatever the fuck, right? And he had a few of these different things and he had a parrot, right? Yeah. And the parrot was like he used to copy phone noises and all that, and he used to do um Adrian Kennedy's show, he used to copy the Adrian Kennedy show beyond the kitchen, whatever. But the woman died eventually, right? And they brought the coffin into the house, you know, for the wake. (laughs) And as they brought the coffin into the house, the parrot started to go, Tina! (laughs) Tina! (laughs) And doing the exact cough. That's that the woman was doing the day before. Is that a lie? No. Fuck and off. And like the, co- the parrot started coughing and making the exact sound. I mean, it was standing around the coffin. Like, and of course, they can see. Like, there, there's no lid on it. Or so they could see. But it was horrific. But I remember it's me, Matt, me, Pat, saying, like, this happened. And I was laughing my head off. And I went, what? That's a really smart parrot. <laughs> I think his answer was when he went, if you're asking me, I think he's very fucking immature. Yeah. And I remember, I think that's like, that's exactly the type of thing. <laughs> Oh, why, if you want, how would I like to be remembered? Here's your answer. By an immature parrot. <laughs> I want to be remembered by an immature parrot. That's how I want to be remembered. <laughs> I want something horrendous to happen that ends hilariously. If that doesn't make the front of the mirror tomorrow, I'd be devastated. <laughs> PJ Gallagher wants to be remembered as an immature parrot. <laughs> Brilliant. Fucking hell. But that's the sort of <sighs> shit, though. That's like, I, like we do, it's all wet. Like, the, I saw people today I hadn't seen in years. People like, I think the last, oh, there was a guy there genuinely, the last time I remember seeing him was when we were watching the 1994 World Cup together. Yeah. Like, talk, like, you know, it's it's an amazing thing. You walk around, you're shaking hands, it's all, it's all that crack. As soon as people start talking, they start laughing because yeah. it's just this, we have this amazing inbuilt ability in Ireland to just sort of find the funny side of everything. Like, I've never seen people enjoy themselves as much in Ireland as they
they have as a have standing around the dead body. Yeah. I don't know what that says about us. It's yeah. a bit disturbed. Well, I tell you, it's a fun, funny now that we're talking about dead bodies and funerals, right? Because I was home with the weekend from Waterford and I was rushing. I, w- I was doing a bit of filming and I said to me, Dad, will you give us a lift? And he goes, yeah, I have to pick up your mother from the train station. Though she was doing a bit of shopping. Grant. So I texted her and I said, look, Ma, she's going to have all the car with all her friends and he'd be dropping them home. I was like, no chatting, just drop everyone off. I'm, I'm in a rush. And when she gets into the car, well, love her, blah, blah, blah. And then she goes, you wouldn't, uh, Tony, you wouldn't drop up the road to wherever the name of the funeral is. Mrs. So-and-so is belayed out. Now, it's not starting until seven, but we'll just have a quick hello and then we'll leave. Yeah. So she, they all jumped out <laughs> of the car. And I'm sitting there looking at my dad and he just pulls out a smoke and he's like, I told you, this happens all the time. If it's not a funeral, it's something else. But she's dead right. Like, you start to understand it, right? Seriously. She goes in, they do whatever they have to do. She comes back out and the chatter in the back of the car is how much she looked like herself. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, no, I get uh, that. She was the image of herself. She looked very well. Oh, she was the image of herself. Because you've all been to funerals and you look at the person and go, that's not him. Jesus Christ, what happened? That must have been a horrific death. Like, they just... still look like they're screaming in the coffin. You know them ones? You go there, it's like, and you're like, Jesus, that lad did not want to die. <laughs> like, you're like, that lad, he put up a fight. Like, put up a fight. But some people look very peaceful. You know, other people look very peaceful and they look like yeah, themselves. Like I know, themselves. I, know what I was means. like, what a strange thing to be chatting about in the back oh, of the car. Oh, she's dead right. You go in for oh, the look. Yeah. I wonder, does she look like herself? <laughs> I totally understand. I used to, for years, I'm an Elphala now, right? I'm 40 <laughs> fucking five in April. I'm oh. ancient, right? So now I'm starting to understand that shit. I used to, when I was a young fella, with the idea of, you know, looking at RIP.ie and just knocking around the local funerals. Yeah. What, uh, what would you be, like, get a life. Go yeah. get drunk. I don't know, light a fire or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but now I totally get it. You're yeah. like, oh, I knew him. I was in school with him. I wonder, does he look like himself? Yeah, yeah no, I wouldn't have enough. <laughs> you know, yeah, fuck it. Sure, the worst thing is I get a bowl of soup out of it. Yeah. I'm all right with it. I, I understand it now. I totally do. You don't have to buy anyone any presents. You don't have to dress up. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to hang out for long. You never have true. to drive far. Yeah. Like, funerals are the crack. Like, Literally, especially if you come from somewhere like Waterford, a small town where they love a funeral. They, yeah. lo- they, oh, love a, they love a baby being born or a funeral. So did you, like, have you been at those funerals that you don't get done where you'd be, like, walking up the road after the coffins and all this, carry Are on? you kidding me? Yeah. Like, that's that's all that happens because there's, there's a church in Waterford called the Holy Family, right? And the funeral home, can't remember the name of it, it's just down the road. But the r- roads are so narrow that they just... They just say, we'll walk up one car and then, because there's no parking and all that. So you park down at the funeral home and you walk up behind the coffin. Yeah. And then yeah. you'd have See, Mary. That really, I've only been at one of them in Dublin and I think it happened because, like, Pete, there was just, I don't know. Uh, it's nuts because then you have leading Sandra and Mary and they're all hanging out the window with a, fat, a wood boy and hanging out their, their mouth and they're watching, who's that? And they're looking, who's blah, blah. It's a nuts sale thing. It's Dude. mad. I remember when my old man died, right? He died in, it, it was uh, 99, so it was 21 years ago, right? Yeah. And, uh, my ma is fucking nuts anyway at the best of times, right? So we were doing this. She, me dad, me, me um, dad died. And we were in... Nobody really knew how to handle it, right? So we're in the church and everything. Yeah. And me ma decided sporadically in the middle of the service... 
I want to say a few words, right? <laughs> I want to say a few words, right? No shit. This is fucking God's honest truth, right? And of course, she's nothing planned. And the, one of my ma's friends, he's a priest, Mick Mara. He looks at me and goes, she hasn't done anything. Stop this. Stop, you know. He got all fucking, you know, what's just going on? We can't just, you can't just yeah. interrupt the funeral and say what you like into a microphone. All this shit, right? And she gets up and she had no plan, but she, well, I know what she was trying to do, right? Yeah. So she was trying to like get the, the information out there so no one would ask stupid questions and yeah. we all right yeah. so she gets up and she put on her telephone voice so she puts on a real posh voice right mm. so she starts going daddy <laughs> right she starts going T- uh, cancer came for daddy <laughs> and daddy got sick <laughs> and now daddy is dead <laughs> and, uh, daddy is dead <laughs> Cause cancer killed daddy. Uh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And like, you get a bit of the giggles. I'm sorry then. for laughing. And then she came down, right? And they, you know, they put the coffin into the car and all. Yeah. So she jumps into the hearse in the passenger seat, right? And your man goes, no, you, you don't sit here. You, There's another car for you. You get into the other car. She goes, no, I'm going with daddy. Right? Still on the, 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 the daddy bus, right? And uh, she gets into the car, right? And she finds out your man driving us was a Protestant. And she got very upset. She was like, oh, Protestant driving daddy. She was great and all this shit. You know, like, and uh, your man, your man was good. He took it a good. He don't think he gave a shit. He's heard yeah. it all before. <laughs> so we're driving, right? And she wanted. Uh, we had to get from St John's Church in Clontarf, right? Yeah. Or to um to to Marine. That was it. Straight. Oh yeah, to to Glasnevin, right? Yeah. So straight up the road, Griffith Avenue, Fingless, fucking job done, right? <laughs> we get to Marina where the family's from, right? And she goes, I want to drive past the church. We are married, right? So the fucking <laughs> funeral car, like there's 50, 60 cars and they fucking go the wrong direction. So everyone starts following this direction. Now, I don't know if you've been to Marino, right? But it was built in the, sh- it was a devil area vanity project. So the whole fucking estate was built in the head of a Celtic cross, right? Yeah. No, taxi drivers won't go into the place. You ring them. They say, will you pick us up, Marino? No, I'll meet you at the fucking Griffith. They won't come in because you yeah. get lost. Yeah. So there's 60 cars now doing a lap up by Vincent de Paul Church. Then she goes, I want to go to the house we lived in first. So we're doubling back now on ourselves. So we're doing this sort of figure eight where the, we're all letting each other out and in. <laughs> right? And then she goes, I want to go past the house where me and daddy lived after we were married. And we are fucking have to go up there. This is going on for like it was like a fucking two-hour journey. Like the whole of Marino, uh, people got lost, no one knew where we were going. It was mental. It was fucking mental. But like, but it was brilliant. You know what I mean? I know it's yeah. terrible to say, but I think I got me love of funerals when my dad died. You know, oh, I know it's like you know what I mean. Like obviously, I didn't want the man yeah, to be dead. Of course, of like, course. But I remember even then thinking, this is some. This isn't. I don't think I'm going to see the like of this again. Like, but like that, it brings out the madness in people a little bit, doesn't it? Like, oh it's, and, yeah. And, yeah. It's sort of like they have an ex- it's an excusable madness. Oh, Do you know yeah. people kind of like let people away with the madness because it's the grief talking and it's the grief and this, that and the other Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. You know? oh, yeah, for, yeah. It's one of their moments. You can sort yeah. of let that go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can let yourself, yeah. And people get very over It's the attention-seeking whalers as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, Some yeah, lads, yeah, you know, yeah. family is so important to me. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen you in six months, you bollocks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what it is? And they're the biggest criers in the room. And, yeah. You know, the ones that suck up the ham sandwiches before <laughs> five o'clock, even though y'all spot said you'd wait. You know, you know, you know, house view. You get welcome yeah. to the house from five to seven, and then some <laughs> old prick a half tree is nibbling everything you brought into the gap. <laughs> <That's true. Yeah. laughs> 
You're like, get the fucking sandwich out of your mouth. Fucking hell, yeah, you know, not, not going up to the pub to get them men again. Like, oh. Well, listen to me. Do you find, because obviously, like, for, you know, everyone, I, I will assume that has listened to this now, knows your, what you do. You're a fantastic comedian. Well, I don't know about that. Yes, you are. Are you kidding me? They're like like, like the foundation of this country at this stage. Ah, oh, would you fucking stop? Yeah. Well, Jeez, that that's old. what I that old now, PJ. I am that old, yeah. <laughs> I am. I've definitely been around a while, yeah. <laughs> When do, when are you 46? When I'm 44 well, in, in 2021 <laughs> yeah. thank you very much. No, I'm 45 in April, 18th of April. So are you I Taurus? Fu- huh? Taurus. No, an Aries. I'm just oh, I'm Aries. a nip of an Aries. Yeah. I got it wrong. Yeah, I always I'm an Aries. Now, I did my first gig in 1996. Shit. So I'm doing what's that 20, 24 years this this year Yeah. Yeah. Like, for fuck's sake, like... That's nuts. I know, what, I know. What What's got you about? into it? I didn't want to do it. I still don't want to do it. I never <laughs> wanted to do it. I don't want to do it. I haven't gigged in years. I hate stand-up. I'm do not you really? It. Yeah. You're fucking brilliant no, at stand-up. No, I'm not. I'm you not. are. Honestly, no. Like, it's literally, honestly, I'm, the only reason I do stand-up is because my hands are purely ornamental. I'm fucking shit at everything else. Like, I st- like I'm shit at everything else. I never wanted to be a stand-up. Jason Bourne, I, met, I left school when I was 16. Um... Uh, I had to do something. I went into a factory in town. Yeah. She went in and says, can I get work experience? And uh, it was a lighting factory that was, you know, show business and shit like that. Yeah. Jason Bourne was working on the lighting desk and he wanted to do stand-up, but he didn't want to do it on his own. So he was like, you know, would you not do a few sketches or this sort of shit? Well, he gave up stand-up like so many times and he just kept booking me for gigs. Seriously? That's all, yeah, that's literally how it happened. And then I, I, none of us thought it would ever work. No one thought they'd get a career out of it. Like yeah. you were going, we, the best buzz was you go into the international on a Wednesday and yeah. there's only 12 comedians in Ireland then. Genuinely 12, like just thousands now. But yeah. you go in on, on a Wednesday, stand up for 15, 20 minutes, they give you... 30 fucking pound. I was like, I can drink for free. Sure, I don't, you know, that was it. Yeah. You know, no one thought they were going to get a living out of it. And then Tommy Tiernan turned around one day and said he had an agent and it was the funniest thing any of us ever heard. But you're going to make a career <laughs> out of it. Oh, you're going to get a career. Yeah. No. no fucking, it was, yeah, yeah. That's so, not... And it's never been different to that. Like, any time I'm working and not doing stand-up, I don't do stand Like, I don't, I, I, I fucking feel, I've never felt like a good stand-up. Really? Yeah, never. No, not but at like, all. But like, I mean, you've the success that you've had as a stand-up. Oh, yeah, it's jammy. Like, it's fucking. Or do you, you think know, that people like, are just like they they think it's someone else, or what is it? No, I think well, sometimes they turn up and think maybe I'm a magician. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they like that's not what Keith Barney. That's not what I thought Keith Barney looked like. This is Keith Barney's worst ever <laughs> show. He hasn't done a fucking trick yet. He's been up there for forty-five minutes. Uh, yeah, no, I don't like. It's not the performance element. I think I'm all. I'm good at the performance element, but it's the writing that I struggle yeah. so much with it. Like I'm yeah. so, so I can't. I like I'm, I really struggle with it. So I ha- so it's for me to build an hour show. It's such a long, enduring, yeah. horrible process. Yeah. And if I like, I get so much anxiety over it, and I get you know, it's it's hard. It's like. Well, what, what is the process like? If you, for me, if you it's just to... sitting down, shitting it. You know, genuinely, yeah. that's it, shitting it, walking around, shitting it, and trying to remember things. That's the process for me. Really? That, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And like, I can't write. Like, I can't. I literally cannot sit down and and, and write a show. Can't do it. So like, I have to like get a wall and get post-it notes, and I'll write one trigger word that would remind me of something on each post-it note. Yeah. And then I'll sort of move them all around until it feels like I have a show. Yeah. And then you know I'll keep doing that and I'll keep doing that and I'll keep doing it till I think I have an hour. Yeah. And then I'll get up on stage and realize it's ten minutes, <laughs> and then I'll fucking have an aneurysm. 
and I'll do it again and again and again. <laughs> and then like a year later, I, I yeah, feel like something. I have a show. And where, where like, your content, like your, your, your what would you say? Your sketches? Is that what the right term is uh, to say? Or no, what, just what is, stand up. Just, your stand yeah, up. Yeah. Like where would your, what, what, like when you are, you know, putting together a show, where do you draw most of your inspiration from? Is it? On, I, I, you see, I can't write jokes. I can't yeah. write jokes. This is a story I was telling in my stand-up show, and it's and it's so it's true. Like I, I like I, I was sitting at home one day, and I was trying to write. I, I thought I'd be like Neil Delamer. Neil Delamer is a fucking great joke writer, right? Yeah. If you just give him a pen, he sits down and writes a joke. I, I fuck, can't. I, I just draw Mickey's on a page. You know, <laughs> I can't do it. So I, I sat down. I was like, "This is it. I'm just going to knuckle down and, and write fucking jokes. I've never even done the homework, but I'm going to write jokes, right?" Yeah. So I sat down, and uh, nothing was happening. And then I went out with me motorbike for a spin. Thing. Oh, you know the bullshit, procrastinating. You know, oh yeah. no, it'll be grand. I'll get a blast of fresh air, and I do when I come back. And I got caught in a thunderstorm, and it was fucking raging with myself. <laughs> so then. I went, I was like, you're not going to feed myself. So I went to La Costa Chipper in Clontarf on the way home, back to Marino. I says, fuck it, I'll get chips. And uh, I went in a bastard of a night. And there was a lad in front of me who just goes, yeah, I'll get me burger and me chips and me blah, blah. And he goes, and that's for delivery, right? And you're like, you're like you're like, but you're here. <laughs> like, you're literally here. <laughs> and like, I'm, I'm straight away, your eyes open. I'm like, where's this going? <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> He's there, I'm going with it. I say, you're not. You can't. You can't go with your food, man. That's not how, it, that's not how this works. And then he just goes, well, I'm not walking home with that shit. And it's not like I want it for free. I'll give you the 150. And the best thing is that you're sitting there watching this. And you're thinking to yourself, I have to write this down. And before you can think to yourself, I'll need a punchline for this story, a woman behind me looks at her boyfriend and goes, we do that as well. That's yeah. a fucking brilliant idea. <laughs> and like, this is amazing. This is fucking amazing. So that, like, where do you, so, like, and that's what I'm always saying when it comes to stand-up for me. I can't actually write it. Like, yeah. it has to happen and I'll tell you about so you're, you're it. You're know, very good at can, observing then. Yeah, and I think I'm good yeah. at telling stories. I think I'm yeah. a good storyteller. But when it comes to actually crafting the material, oh, I'm the, I'm the fucking worst. I'm shit. No, you know I, I mean? disagree. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, honestly, no, like, no, yeah, no. Honestly, I think it's like knock, knock jokes are a, a, a huge intellectual fucking jump for me. Like one of the funniest things for me is when someone is like that observes the situation and is able to replay it back and tell you the story. It's the storyteller vibe of that's the best thing because uh, it, it 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 makes you um you'll you'll tell something a story about that story that you just said there about the chipper right and instantly I'm thinking of people in my life in my family who I could see fucking doing yeah, well, that do yeah. you know what I mean well, I think yeah I think that's <laughs> I think that's how you know you're onto something I think yeah. like well, that's that, that's why I will give myself credit for telling stories because like I tell stories about my old man and stuff on stage yeah. and sometimes it's not even the jokes that people like it's not even the punchlines or the bit people laugh at it's because you can see people going that's fucking my old lad or that's my uncle or whatever yeah. like it was there's one story I was telling and I don't even think I meant it to be funny and it was just about me and my old man on the beach you know uh, in, in the 70s Jesus Christ I'm as old as shit right <laughs> on the 70s and it's me and my old man so I was like 1979 or something so I'm like four yeah. years old and I remember just saying on stage and describing the photograph right I found this photograph of me and my old man and I'm on the beach I'm totally in my nip right because yeah. you're allowed to be in your nip then absolutely right and I'm wearing armbands and you're not allowed to wear armbands now, right? So I'm standing. You're not. No, you're fu- in the sea. Are yeah, you fucking mad? No, you just swim like literally. This is when we were encouraged to take lilos into the sea by our parents, and they just stand there going, "Kick your feet, kick your fucking feet, or you'll drown. Kick your feet." You know, if you make me call a lifeboat, I'll fucking drown you myself. 
You know, so I was like, so I know I'm standing there like completely in me nude with my armbands on, posing for a photograph. <laughs> and me dad standing beside me and he's got a comb over and a cigarette in his mouth and a full suit. No. Yeah, and he's 28. And that's, and I remember every time he said the age, people would start pissing themselves, laughing. Yeah. Oh, fuck, okay, maybe there is something in this. Yeah. Now, to this day, I'm not really sure why that's funny. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I know if I do the description before I do the, you know, the rest of the thing, that people yeah. are, people laugh at it. Yeah. But, like, it just shows you, I don't really understand stand-up. I don't really get it, you know. I've never been to a stand-up show. There you go. Like, if I'm not in it, I've never been really? to one. Yeah, I've no fucking interest <laughs> in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've never been to a show I wasn't in. So that shows you. Like, I'm either completely out of touch or just a selfish bastard. But, but where, where do you find, like, f- uh, funniness? You know, like... Oh, it, yeah. It, no, it, I find all that shit. Like, I, the regular sort of stuff. That, yeah. like, like, that's the shit. Like, I find normal people fucking yeah, hilarious yeah, yeah, yeah. like hilarious like yeah like, like some <laughs> stuff that i think is hilarious like i've tried on stage and nobody laughs but mm. for me it's still hilarious like walking down talbot street and there's a lad on his phone and he uh, i don't know why it's fun. like you tell me if it's funny i don't nobody else seems to uh, he's on his phone and he was talking on his phone this is fucking must be a year ago it just baffles me like why i can't get away with it on stage <laughs> and he was doing that thing where he was proud of himself so he was talking too loud you know oh, them lads yeah, I know Dublin, so you know, well. yeah 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 that's right you know what i mean one of them <laughs> and he goes i'm after buying a frying pan <laughs> right and that's I'm like, like no one's laughing, which makes me even more fuck. And then he goes, yeah, short pause, you know what I mean? Non-stick. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, yeah, 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 <laughs> fucking yeah. I'm really getting me shit together now. <laughs> right? And you go, this is fucking amazing. Right? And that makes me laugh. I think, do you know what make, do you know what it is? I think what makes me laugh about that is the, it's the hope in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all fucked off. Yes. And then you get some lad and all he's got is a Nokia 5110 <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> all he's got is a, is a Nokia and a frying pan. And he's like, fuck me, man. Things are looking up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think maybe that's it. So you're pissing yourself laughing, but I'd be bawling crying in that. I'd be like that. Oh, God, he's really getting the shit together. This is a beautiful moment. Yeah, yeah. And then like but years ago. that's right. It's the hope. It's the hope it's in the that. It's the hope. And yeah, then it's yeah, people yeah, trying yeah. to do the right thing and still getting it wrong, you know? Yeah. Like years ago, there was two lads we knew and, and they got uh, into drugs you know and it was fucking horrific like it was really horrific like it was bad you know yeah. and it, it ended very badly uh, as bad as I can do for actually for one of them and I remember they were trying to get off the gear and all that and they said they were to go fishing right <laughs> So fishing was the thing that we got one of the one of the things right we go fishing yeah, and uh, they went off fishing and they came back and we were chatting to them and uh, I want to be careful not to say their names uh, I don't want to be disrespectful but they were gas fuckers you know and one of them starts going yeah yeah it was great it was and we're like yeah how we're getting and we seen a dolphin and all we did right <laughs> and the other lad goes they're not called dolphins you fucking idiot <laughs> and he says well a fucking porky pies then. <laughs> And the sincerity of the argument, like, yeah. is just—it's just sincerity of the argument. Yes. I think that's what it is. You know, watching two people argue and they're both wrong. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what I don't know, but that I—I I just find normal life hilarious. Is that why? Because obviously, um, a lot of people remember Naked Camera. Yeah. Like that, t- I sort still vintage shit. Listen, now, I still it? watch reruns of that on YouTube. 
I swear to God, I still do. It's I, so vintage. The Gavin like, Friday naked camera is my favourite. And he was the only one <laughs> that knew from the start it was a wind-up. Seriously? Like, yeah, because like, a second I got into the car, he goes, fuck off, you're messing. Like, he just knew, and for some reason, that wouldn't... Like, whenever we did that, if anyone copped on... Yeah. You'd normally go, ah, there's nothing in this. Yeah. But yeah. he, for some reason, was just such an entertaining fella to look at. That yeah. It didn't matter. Yeah. There's it's because the audience is never getting to see him in that capacity. Like, yeah, you know, mate, he's yeah. so guarded. Because you know, he's so kind of cool way. or something. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, fuck off, you. Yeah. This is, he goes, this is fucking Pudge and Raj or something. <laughs> <He> goes, <laughs> <laughs> that was fucking weird. Do people still say that to you? Yeah, yeah. Ages is different now. So anyone under like 30 yeah. comes up to me and says, ah, oh, young offenders. Yeah. And everyone over 30 says, ah, oh, yeah, the fucking Jake and the L one and all that, you know. So, yeah, yeah it never went away. But thankfully, I mean, thank, well, like, I, I'm so glad it happened. Jesus Christ. I was 10 years doing stand-up and getting nowhere. Like, nowhere. Struggle, like. Really struggling. Mm. And, like, struggling with me head as well because I never felt like I was doing I just you know I was just looking for something. I was all, like I've always said I, I only ever wanted to be good at something and yeah. I didn't really give a fuck what that something was like yep. I didn't give a shit it could have been that mm. I just wanted to be good at any one thing I was fucking shit in school I wasn't uh, I tried to play sport wanted to play for the dubs I could only catch a ball with me face <laughs> uh, you know what I mean oh I was shit at everything like, I was shit at everything. No, I'm not even messing. I was so shit at everything I tried. All the stuff I got. So I wanted to be good at one thing. Like, yeah. one fucking thing. And I couldn't find what it was. And then one day we did stand-up. And, you know, people were pissing themselves laughing. Yeah. 26 years ago, I was there. Fuck me. Like, I think I can actually be good at this. And uh, 10 years then later, I was going, I'm getting fucking nowhere. Yeah. Like, and I'm it, getting nowhere until at, Naked Camera happens. And at this time, the 12 that you were referencing earlier on, like, you know, yourself, Jason Byrne, like Tommy Tiernan, obviously you were saying yeah, you yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, there was, and Jesus, Barry Murphy was around and Ardlow Hanlon was around and Kevin Gildee was around and yeah. Ian Coppinger was around and Eddie Bannon. You, you can still remember So who all. was the first to get the big break? It was Tommy, I think. With the Guinness ad, was it? Was that his first kind of big, massive... I don't remember him doing a Guinness ad. That's not him, you lunatic. No, you fucking head case. That's not him at all. Imagine everything he's done in his fucking career and you fucking remember him for something he never did in the first place. That wasn't Tommy Tiernan. No. The man who does the dance. No, you mental case. Not at all. We're no. never getting him on this fucking podcast That's now. Really, you fucking oh, have shit. to get him on now. He'd love that as well. Oh my god, wouldn't it be amazing if you know why he does a stand-up show or yeah. his, his chat show? Sorry. Yeah. If, I mean, I would love so much if he were a guest on that show. He wouldn't know you were coming, and then you suddenly realise you don't know who he is either. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a big fan ever since the Guinness oh, that Tommy. Fucking, no, that's not him. Is that not him? No, he was. A, I can't remember his name, but he was like a real famous actor at the time, a real famous theatre actor. Uh, and he was doing all these, uh, he was doing plays and stuff, but he did that and then, there he is. Shane has it. Oh my God, it is not him. Shane just put it on the screen. That yeah. is absolutely not Tommy no, it's Tiernan. Absolutely nothing like him. Oh my God. Yeah. Why did I think that? The dancing man. 95, in fairness, I was nine. 25 years ago, yeah. And I was doing stand-up for a year. Uh, yeah, so he, you know, he, that fella uh, from the Guinness ad, so he did that ad. Yeah. And he was like a, like a really good working uh, theatre actor. And then he got into this show called Bouncers. It was a stage show called Bouncers. I think it started in Andrews Lane around the corner, which is gone now. And he, it fucked up his career. No way. Yeah, it fucked up his career because he was walking on stage and people in the audience would start going, Dene, like you. Dene, <laughs> Dene, Dene, Dene. Except you were at the wrong gig. You were at Tommy's gig. 
You rolls around and Tommy Chan is kicking. Oh, look at that man. Do you know what? I'm really happy that happened here and now and not actually when I'm fucking with like. Yeah, because there's no way of him ever hearing this, right? Like, no one could ever send him this podcast and he could never ever know. Fuck me. Jesus, Scarlett. But anyway. We'll edit that bit out, You're right? willing your shite. That's the best bit. <laughs> That's the best bit of the whole podcast. <laughs> so talk, go back to me about that time, like when you struggled, because it's a very, I mean, it's definitely something and I want to hear from myself because like yeah. as busy as I am, I'm still like in what I feel is like a struggling stage where oh. like everything that's coming along, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm saying yes to everything because yeah. I'm terrified that nothing will come next year. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talk to me about that. that I don't know. Like, like for, I suppose it was a different time. So, yeah. I mean, I, as old and as ridiculous as it sounds, it was not such a thing as the internet or fucking anything, you yeah. know. So you just booked rooms and did t- uh, gigs, you know. So you were looking for clubs and yeah. getting on trains. So I was be working as a courier and then uh, during the day and then trying to get trains and shit, do gigs and all that old bollocks was going on. Um. And, 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 like, the gigs were going great. Mm. Like, the gigs were going really, really fucking good. Yeah. You know, to all 20 people that were there or <laughs> 15 people that were there. Yeah. Or, you know, you might get a support slot. Um, or they might, we did this thing, that this Carol's tour. There was this cigarettes tour that everyone was on. And though they, they would get, like, 100 people. You're like, oh, fuck me. We're in triple figures. This is big shit. Like, uh, you know, so you'd be doing all that. But as as good as the gigs were going yeah they were still going nowhere mm. like you were still going getting up every morning and delivering fucking letters like yeah. uh, so it was really hard and then I think you know and 10 years of this happened you know mm. uh, so was there a point where you were like and sometimes the end yeah there was yeah so I so what actually happened was uh, I was I truly had it I was like for the last time I'd given it up a few times now in fairness it was always Jason Bourne came and says no no come on we'll, we'll do something else or I'll give you a support or we'll do this because mm. he had taken off you know he was yeah. flying so uh, I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Uh, and then uh, like, truly had it. I absolutely made up my mind. I was turning down gigs because I just had to work, whatever. And I got a call from a fella called Liam McGrath, right? Which is a mad fucking story because he was working for prime time. And he bought all this hidden camera security, like, you know, hidden covert camera shit but at the time, before the days of the GoPro. Yeah. And uh, a gangster put a gun to his head, making a prime time thing. No So he's way. after spending all this fucking money and all this gear... And someone tried to shoot him. He just had a new kid. And then he goes, well, I'm not fucking doing that anymore. Like, uh, what am I going to do? So he started thinking maybe I'll make a comedy show. Uh, you know, and he rang Patrick McDonnell and Dave McSavage and I think Brendan Dempsey and Ian Coppinger. And anyway, he started making this pilot. And uh, <clears throat> of course, people thought, hidden camera show, RTE, it's going to be fucking shite. Yeah. You know, no, I suppose people... So Dave McSavage fucked off out of it. And uh, Ian Coppinger and Brendan Dempsey together oh, ended up getting this job in the West End. This big one flew over the cuckoo's nest with Christian Slater or whatever. So they fucked off. Yeah. So they asked every other comedian in Ireland. They wouldn't do it. Uh, so <laughs> when there was nobody left, like no shit, like when there was no, when there was nobody left yeah. to ask, they asked me. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. I've, I'm, I'm giving this shit up. Um, so I got on my motorbike and just fucked off out of Ireland. So I just drove all around Eastern Europe on my motorbike on my own. Didn't know what I was doing. I was just fucked off, just driving around. And I was kind of going through a breakup with somebody else and all this shit. So I just kept driving until I ran out of money. Uh, and, uh, that sounds brilliant. Yeah, it was good. It was, good. Yeah, it was a bit mental at yeah. the same time. Like, I remember driving through Kosovo and all, and the uh, fucking French... Um, troops and all telling me to stop driving up the road because it was uh, um, there was mines and all. I had the clue what I was doing. Uh, and then I came home 
And when I came home, if I wasn't broke before I left, I was absolutely smashed now. Yeah. So I rang Liam on the off chance. I says, I don't suppose you're still looking for anyone to do that show. And he goes, yeah, we are. Do you want to come out tomorrow? And we'll do something. I was like, fuck. You know, then I near shit myself. I'm like, oh, I better tell him I can't do it again. Yeah. But uh, I turned up and uh, he says, give me a, de- a screen test for the day. And we filmed that day in Fibsborough. It was the, the sketch where you walk in to buy the house for cash in Fibsborough. Yeah. That was it. That was my first. That was the first thing I shown in the series and my first day doing it. No way. Yeah. So it like, and that was it. That was kind of the beginning of actually having a career rather than being, you know, a stand up gigging for points. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. 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 Because we were all gigging for points. Like, you know, but that was the start. That was when it actually worked. And then, it, and then fucking six months later, we were all in Vicar Street, you know. So it was just, it was weird. It was a whole, it was a really weird time. It's so funny how... But then you just take on new anxieties. You know, then you go from, oh, I'm going to fuck it all up now. And then, you know, you just go into, you know... Well, what is that anxiety? Is it, is it, is it imposter syndrome? Is it Yeah, like... there's that. And there's, yeah, the fact... And then you've, you've, like, in over 10 years, you built this really strong hour, right? Yeah. And then you take it on tour. <laughs> yeah. And then they go, we need a new hour next year. And you go, you what? The fuck are you talking about? I can't do that. Yeah. There's no way hell you can do that. Are you mad? So you do it again with the same hour and you think, oh, gee, I'm really in fucking trouble now. Uh, and the, then you have to go and, you know, start from scratch. Yeah. So now you're starting from scratch, but people know you, like, you know, yeah. everybody fucking knows you. You're selling tickets for a show. You don't even know what it is. You've made up a name and everything. You know, Shit. And you're trying to come up with it. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so there's all that. And like yeah. I told you, I can't write. So I'm trying, I'm going out and just walking around, looking at people, you know, and trying to shit to happen. You know, my dog takes a shite and I'm like tapping into the fucking phone, (laughs) I'll write it down. You know, something has to happen. So it was was constant panic, like, The first night then, let me say I have a new show that you go and you do and it gets the laughs and people are in a jockey. Do you relax then? Are they in like... No, I never did, no. Really, yeah? No, I never did. We ended up making a documentary about my stage fright problems uh, for RTE a few years back. I saw it, yeah. Because I could never, ever fully... I've never been able to enjoy myself on stage, really. Like, as soon as it gets over, as soon as the gig is over, I just get a huge sense of relief. And I'm the first person out of every venue every night. Every night. Like, I tell... Whoever's on with me, I tell them, this is going to be the last joke. And when you hear me do it, start the fucking car... And we're getting the fuck out of here. Why? Yeah, because I can't handle being in the environment. It's it's too intimidating for me. Wow. So then, yeah, so then they'll they'll start the car and I will literally fucking do the gag, throw it in, thanks so much, run out the door, get into the car and drive out the drive. And oh, get, they call for an you. encore. The, oh, yeah, You're I, gone. I, I ha, uh, yeah, it's happened. It has. You're on yeah. the N11. But I am gone, like, I am up the fucking yeah. road. I am up the road. Like, uh, breathe, like trying to breathe, you know. It's not yeah, I've because... never been able to really get... Like, there has been times I've been on stage going, I could say, fucking that now, this yeah. has been fantastic. But yeah. there's still always that bit inside me that just goes, you're going to fuck so... it up. I, I, there'll be a lot of people that listen to that, PJ, and they'll be like, that just doesn't add up because you're so... You appear to be so confident when you're on stage and comfortable, you know? Yeah, I, suppose, I don't know. I suppose I believe in the stories, even, but there's still a part of me that's going... Like here's the weird fucking thing. Yeah. If I'm on stage and it's and I'm dying on my arse, <laughs> I'm I'm totally all right with that. But if I'm up there and it's going really fucking well, 
All I'm thinking is, you're gonna fuck it up. You're gonna fuck it up. You're well, you see, you're gonna make a fucking bollocks of this. You're half an hour in the roar and laughing. You have a half an hour to go. You have enough fucking chance. Then 50 minutes in. Oh, not much time left now, you cunt. You're gonna make a bollocks of this. There's something well, in that. I wish oh, I had a, 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 like a, therap- a, a, a therapist mind or knowledge to, like, there's something yeah. de- self-deprecating about that. I, I know, but so I just try not to do stand-up when, unless I have to. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean, like, and I'm very grateful for stand-up. Like, yeah. I would have done nothing and I love that what it's done for my life and I love yeah. the fact that I can do it and like it says I really 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 loved and I did find something I could be good at yeah that matters yeah. you know it gives me fucking puts value in my life and if it wasn't for stand up I wouldn't have had any of that yeah but I still don't want to do it you know I know what it is now I'll fucking leave it there so like the last time that I saw you <laughs> like uh, I will do it again I have to pay the bills I will put myself through that hell again and, I'm, and I will reflect back like I have now and say that was brilliant and that was worth it <laughs> but it won't be an enjoyable process it will, it'll be a, pro, a wordy process but not a for huge you but it, w- it will be enjoyed by others when did I see you uh, it was for the Bose uh, gig in Vicar Street yeah yeah that one was that horrendous was last year was it that was a, that was I, a disaster I, like. I was bleeding tears rolling down my face I couldn't stop laughing ah, I thought you, you were, were probably fucking drunk brilliant I had a few Guinness <laughs> on me that night yeah <laughs> might have might have but I thought you were fantastic and everyone yeah. around me did too oh yeah I don't I don't know. I don't know. Like a gig has to be perfect, or I can't. Like if a gig isn't perfect, I, I beat myself up over it and everything. It's, yeah, I don't know. Whereas that's why I love this sort of shit. Sitting down and chatting, you know. Yeah, I love yeah. this sort of shit. That's why I love radio. You know. Yeah. You get well, to just classic, get on. Classic hits, four FM, isn't it? That's yeah, it's not four FM anymore. But we oh, never really? told anyone, so no one spotted. So I don't know how we expected people to fucking. Well, know. there you go. We just changed the name and hope for the best. Although but to be fair, <laughs> I just thought Tommy Tiernan was on again. Yeah, so yeah, I wouldn't no. have got it right anyway. No, no, yeah, it's like genuine. Like last week, you know, people who advertise at the station send us letters <laughs> with the wrong name on it. So we're like, yeah, I think this might be our fault to some extent. But, <laughs> but, but I love the job. I love, yeah. I love communicating with people. I like yeah. people, you know. Mm. I do. And stand-up can be a lonely old cunt of a thing. Like, yeah. you know, you're, you're a driver. That's all you are. You know, you're, I, it's, I drove a van because it was motorbike racing, right? So stand-up for me was how to pay for motorbike racing. So I would be in my van and I'd get in like a DHL driver or whatever and I'd drive for three hours to a gig and then i get up and then, instead of delivering a package, I'd deliver me jokes and then i get back in the van and drive home. So the only time you talk to anyone all day is a bunch of people who aren't allowed to talk back. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so you're that's locked a, into a, your own head yeah. the whole fucking time. And mm. lads who love stand up, they love that. They're great. They're you know, they they love all that. I I just I, you know, I I get very isolated. I still I, I'm still an antisocial little bastard as well. Are you really? Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do want to get out of van. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Should I tell you heard me talk about weddings? <laughs> I just, to the point now where people ask me to go, I'll go. No, I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, yeah, anything that's not just, you know, sitting around, I'm not really into But it. listen, it, like, and another thing that I always think about as well, in a profession like that, you know, uh, comedy or anyone that's on stage or a musician or, you know, even to a degree doing the podcast, although I love this, I'm always in great form when I do it, but if you have off days, you still have to go do your gig. Do I know. you know what I mean? Like, but yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. But isn't there, there's a lot to be said, I think, about, that sort of, you know, uh, if you act happy, you get happy, you know. Yeah. Even And there's a bit of a release in it. That was mm. one thing stand-up was great for, was, you know, no matter what was going on in your life, mm. you get up on stage and you deliver this and you commit to it 100%. And you do leave, the, like, you know, afterwards when I'm in my car or van going up the road on my own 
and I'm out of that environment, you mm. do feel like you left the audience feel. Well, that's it doesn't last I, I, forever, I, but it does. So, but you do feel, you know, it does. I was going to so. ask you, do you find joy in making people laugh? Or uh, yeah, making I people do. Happy? Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. Yeah, I do. It's the responsibility of having to do it that I hate, but yeah. I do, I do love it. Yeah, I love, I love it. That's what I love about radio. I see radio is just waking, is trying to fucking tell someone that it's okay to get out of bed. Yeah. That's all. Oh, if that's you... so... I'm going to start bored and crying. Don't make me no, cry. No, yeah, that's good. But if you... Please, <laughs> I'm going to cry again on this podcast. But if you that's were to ask me, thing. what's yeah. your job? I would say I try to tell people it's all right to get out of bed. Yeah. I try and make people laugh before they leave the house. Mm. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, that's why I really... I, like, I, I love when... Like, that's where I get a buzz out. Someone said, what's happened in the show saying... I nearly crashed a fucking car this morning and yeah. I was in a foul humour leaving. Yeah. You know, and you'd get that and, I, and that, that, that's the real feel good and factor And morning radio is so important because it's such a factor in people's lives like when they're going to work or they're bringing the kids to school or they're cleaning up the kitchen after the kids have left or you know yeah. what I mean, whatever. So it, it, you're part of people's routine. Oh yeah, they give out to you if you do something different. Oh, really? You know, you do, yeah. So you like you do a quiz at eight <laughs> o'clock and if you do that at 10 minutes later, it's like, you fucking bastards, I was yeah. taught it was late. You yeah. have to get, you know, or I thought it was, I thought it was after getting here 10 minutes earlier. Yeah. You know, the kids were waiting to do, to play along. You know, they set their clock by you. Yeah. And it took me a while to get my head around that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't, like, yeah, they really do, you know, features and they set their, and they know what you're going to do and they rely on it and they stay with you for certain times and they come back to you at certain times. Mm. And there's something real nice about that, you know. Yeah. That, that's, that, that's something stand up can't offer you, you know? Yeah, that is true, actually. Do you and mind? if it all goes shit, you just play a Lionel Richie song and, <laughs> yeah. you know, put your head in your hands Everyone have another go in 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> I'll try again after the news right do the early, early mornings bother you no I, I don't mind them do you enjoy all. being up at yeah, that time in the morning yeah, yeah. yeah the early nights it can be hard like yeah. going to bed at, you know when it's bright out and there's kids playing football and, <laughs> yeah. and ice cream vans <laughs> on, on the road that can be hard but no the early mornings don't bother me at all no yeah. like it's got, again 26 years doing stand up you suddenly realise you're a morning person yeah. which is a bit of a shock like yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, but look, it's like it's what you make you normal, isn't it? Yeah, like, it is true. Whatever you make, your, your your normal is different to my normal. It's just yeah. Most people get up at I don't know what the fuck time seven eight o'clock. Yeah, I don't know. Some people uh, two p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah, so what that feels. Speed to them. Yeah, to me like <laughs> to me the idea of getting up two hours later and sitting in rush hour traffic that to me is seems Nuts. unbearable. Yeah, you know. 100%. So I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever you get used to. And talk to me about the young offenders. Yeah. Like, could you have anticipated how goddamn big that show was no, going to get? No, not at all. I couldn't even. I don't even know why I'm in the fucking thing. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, so, like, for a start, everyone in it's from Cork except for me. Yeah. They made the movie. My character essentially disappeared. <laughs> so, and then they just made the series, and for no fucking good reason, this is now let PJ be in it. <laughs> I just rewrote a part. Uh, yeah. So I don't. I know. I don't know. Like. I, I remember I went for the audition for that. Yeah. Uh, Peter Foot, the, the the director, he he rang me and he says, "Oh, come we, I come in and I want you to. We're doing this thing and um, he's like, he, he, he kind of made it feel like it was this small thing that it wasn't. You know, it was some independent. You know, I suppose it was, but he made it feel like it wasn't a huge thing. So I went in and I was chatting to him and it was one of them. Yeah. Now look, there's no definites in this. And he showed me the trailer. So the whole movie was made except for my part when it came to the, no way, the really? movie. Yeah. Because they had just hadn't cast who they wanted as the bad guy. Right. You know, Ray, the drug dealer, yeah. they just hadn't cast who they wanted. So I saw this big long trailer. I was like, 
you know the way you just get a good feeling you're like there's something really special about this and straight away I was like oh fuck I want to be in this yeah I don't even care if no one sees I want to be in it you know yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was chatting to him about it and before I left the room he goes ah oh, fuck it come on do it be in the, do, do the part I was like grand yeah went up and did a few days in Cork real small production no big deal and fuck me like you just ended up being a monster yeah just kept going and going and going and yeah. going and then the BBC got involved and RT got involved and like that they for no good reason they wrote me back into it no absolutely for a reason definitely it's been, it's been brilliant crack yeah. yeah I found it a lot easier to play the disabled drug dealer than I found to be you know a, <laughs> a school teacher shows where I probably would have ended up if I wanted to stand up but yes but it's been great it's been brilliant yeah. and that everyone on it is sound like it's just been just one of those it's, it's, it's such a special thing to be a part of yeah it really you know, is uh, and the last series, of course, is out now. Yeah, what year is it? Twenty twenty. Yeah, grand. That's those wake points from the wake. <laughs> yeah, twenty twenty. November, I think this year. No like, way. That's the, the estimated time. Because it's turned into like that sort of like a like a cult thing, and you know, it's like, it's got like a cult following. It's kind of been like wrote into sort of like yeah, Irish Cork, culture. Like in Cork, it's like I go to Cork all the time just because I love being in Cork. You yeah. know. And in Cork, it's got a whole different thing. Like, like Cork, is, everyone in Cork is your friend now. Yeah. You know what I mean? In Dublin, it's like, oh, yeah, there's your man, or hell yeah, what's the crowd? That's it. In Cork, it's like straight up, you know, how's it going? You're dead fucking well down that way. It's a great lunch, show. You know, sit down, just sit down beside you and eat our lunch with you kind of yeah. thing. You know? oh, yeah. Love so it's it. all, yeah, yeah, it's love great. It. Like. Yeah, love that shit. Because there's the prize. It's like, you know, because anyone outside of Dublin always has that thing of, you know, once you go outside Dublin, like, it's the countryside, basically. Yeah, well, especially Cork. It's yeah. fucking Texas. Yeah. Like, it's the Lone Star <laughs> yeah. State down there. Yeah. You know, so they can't believe they're not getting all the attention all the time. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that is happening. It's like, oh, about fucking time, man. You know, about fucking time. It's not all about Dublin, you know. We have an opera house and everything. We have an airport and all, you bastards. Uh, so it's a different so it's a yes yeah, so they're loving it yeah, they love the attention so good but yeah but it's great I, I, like I'm delighted we got to do a show that I feel is really good you know yeah well it's got a lovely message to it doesn't it like ah, as funny yeah. as it is there's a lovely little ah, undertone it's a sentimental little yeah. shite now yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. something for it's everyone like, yeah yeah it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Talk to me about your spare time because I know you're a big Bose fan. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I know that's that's the thing at the minute. I suppose, like, I'm always looking for fucking something. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I can't, I, I find a hard, I, I, like, I don't really like getting pissed all the time and going to pubs mm. and all that. I want to be, I need to be doing something. I imagine, though, if PJ Gallagher goes into a pub, it's a good place to be. Well, I don't like, know, do I people? Really. I imagine you walk into a pub and everyone wants to buy you a pint of Guinness. Not really. People, the more you look, the less impressive I get. Like, <laughs> You know, so in a very Peter, short space of so fucking time. self-deprecating. No, it's true. It's fucking true. Everybody, it's the same with everybody. You know what I mean? No matter who you meet after a half an hour, you're thinking, I've had enough of this fucker now. Like, uh, <laughs> like, so I suppose the pubs I like going to are actually quite dull old pubs. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to sit there and like look at football and whatever. Yeah. Uh, but like, I always wanted to be doing something. So I, like, unfortunately, Motorboy Grayson reached its end for me. And that was the thing well, I was talk most to passionate me about. about. That, before we talk about both, talk to me about the Motorboy Grayson. Because you, did you do it? Do you say professionally? Is that what you say? Well, no, well it's like not. Well, it's not MotoGP style, but like I did it at a high enough level in Ireland, yeah. And I used to love it. Like you know, it was the only thing that mattered to me. Like I was so, 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 so into it. But then, 
like you just your body just won't let you do yeah, it. You know, it's a tough on the body. Yeah. yeah, like I was getting surgeries all through the winter, and then I had this fucking shit time where I couldn't walk for like six months at all, and I had all these surgeries on my legs, and then my shoulder went, and uh, then I had this crash in Spain where I just I don't know what I did, but Jesus, I got some horrible head injury, fell through the fucking Lancome counter in the airport and everything. No way. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. Now, in fairness, <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> but I had some mad head injury. I woke up standing in the middle of the hotel room in the middle of the night with the lights off and all. I, I so that was kind of the end. Then I knew the yeah. body couldn't take it anymore, and I was doing this race. Um, and I remember going around the corner, like you know, the fuck, you're involved in the sport. That's pretty full on like so yeah uh, so you'll probably identify with i'm hearing something like this you know so before well, i was going around the corner yeah. it's torn one of mondello park and, I, and a guy came up me inside and he showed me his front wheel and normally you would lean right down on top of him yeah you know to let him fucking know you're not getting past and you know scare the shit out of him or whatever and you to go on you know no accelerate Jeez, and just heavy. fucking you know stick your elbow onto his fucking bike or whatever you know you'd always you just let him know you're not getting past or you'd cross his line and I stood the bike up and let him go. And I knew straight away, my head's gone. My what? head's gone. Yeah, I was there. I'm afraid of getting hurt. For the first time ever, I'm afraid of getting... I'm afraid I'm going to get hurt here. Uh, and then I went to Spain and I did get hurt. And I was there. That's the end of that now. That's wow. the end of that. And the problem is, I was always wanting to try... I was trying, kept trying to earn a license to race in the Isle of Man. Yeah, well, you know, is, that, is there a big... It's, it's hard to do. So so you have to race in circuits till you get to a certain... Oh, okay. Extent. Then you right. race the roads until you get certain time. Right. And then when you race, finish the roads, then you get your international license, which lets you race the Manx and the Iron Man. And right. fucking, I had already applied for my license for the following year and it arrived just after I'd given up. But you know, maybe it's, maybe that saved me life. I mean, people go over there and get killed all the time. So, you know, maybe it was the right thing. So is there an but, element when you're, when you're racing them, you're saying that about the guy coming in close to you, like... To do that, do you is a sort of like what's the mindset? You just want to win. You just want to stay yeah. in front. That's I never it. actually even thought win. about it that like that before. Like I, I was a bit naive. Try just been like everyone's driving along, and whoever gets there the fastest is the winner. No, well, you don't. no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's definitely not like that. That's like comparing an MMA to a fucking bit of old arm wrestling. Like it's not like it's oh good for you. Yeah, on my elbow. No, it's not like that at all. It's right, okay. highly, highly, highly competitive. Really, yeah, yeah. yeah, it really is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. And like you get really fucking close at really high speed and like people won't give you an inch you know it's it's really competitive now I probably shouldn't say this because like obviously I work in MMA and combat sports where people are like you know you know wanted banned and all for mad reasons but it's that seems very dangerous a few of all people now may go (laughs) fuck yourself with that like it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whatever about racing at full speed, but like the 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 you shit yourself. Well, it's danger to it. Yeah, of course it is a dangerous is sport. That the, is that the buzz? Well, I suppose it is. It's a beautiful danger. It's yeah, a beautiful danger. I can you probably get it in combat, combat sport. Yeah, like, I imagine yeah, it's yeah. exactly the same in combat sport. Mm. Like what, how, what other position can you be in your fucking life where the only thing that matters to you, literally the only thing, is the next second that can change everything. Yeah. So you can like like you go out on a Sunday. And you don't know if you're coming home that day. Yes. Like, you want to know what it feels like to be alive. Go out on a Sunday and actually wonder if you're getting fucking home. Yeah. Like, are you going to be sitting down having a pint afterwards? Are you going to be at home eating a dinner that's going to be the best tasting dinner you ever fucking had? Or are you going to be lying in a hospital all bent and buckled up to fuck? Or your bike's going to be smashed to a fucking thousand pieces and you have to try and get four fucking grand to fix it again? Yeah. Like, that's where living is. There's that beautiful danger of not knowing what happens. Like, the tragedy that happens then as well and like all of that mm. stuff and, 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 and then the victory like when I won my first I only ever won four races in, the, in those years yeah. I only won four 
like I'll never ever forget how good that felt. I yes, came in after the after yeah, the first yeah. race and uh, packed up the van and we were all finished and I was over the moon and packed up the van and I drove out Mandela Park and I fucking got hit with this wave of emotion. I had to park on the side of the road and started crying my eyes out. And that stupid fucking song, Sparrow and Wolf, you know, Sparrow and Wolf. <laughs> and every time I hear that song ever since, every time no, I, it gets me all, oh, jeez, I get all like, you know, the chills in me back and everything. Yeah. And like, that's, but that's where, that's where it's at. Like, uh, that's where it fucking living is. Like, it's in thinking that you're, you know, put yourself in, it's yeah. that beautiful danger. Like, you know, there's a great line and is it a fistful of dollars or something? One of them where he goes, hey, Blandy, you want to feel what I, <laughs> you want to know what it feels like to be alive? Let the devil bite your arse. Yeah. There's, there's great truth in that. Yeah. Combat sports are all about that. Like, you but, can go out and like have a great, oh, come back with your fucking arms broken up or well, someone kicks you in the, the face and you, you don't come back from it. And listen, so many people say to me, like, people that are not in the sport, say when I'm out on the Elaine show, like, and, they're all, the girls will be like, how do you even watch that? And I'm like, you don't understand the don't art, the artistry yeah. and the passion of like seeing two men or two women go out and like the intense emotion before they make a ring walk or a cage walk, whatever it. it is. You're not involved. And Especially then you, you should be banned. No, you should be banned. You mind should your be own banned. fucking business. Exactly. And mind, why do you give a fucking shit? Mind your own fucking business. There's all these fucking assholes. Mind your own fucking <laughs> yeah. business. Come to see a race and if you don't like it then Fuck off. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? No one is ever going to st- stop you doing it. You know what I mean? I think your kids are fucking ugly. Don't let them outside. <laughs> Mind your fucking business. Mind your fucking business. Telling people what they should and shouldn't I do know, or what yes. risks are and aren't acceptable. And, like, the thing is, when you do, that's the best. That, for me, those days racing bikes, they were the best days. Mm. Nothing is ever going to get better than that. Yeah. And I know it probably is a controversial opinion, but if I had it killed me, I would have lived an amazing life. Yeah. You know, like, and yeah. that's like, but like that, that's as good as it gets. I'm going to spend the next 40 years wishing I was racing a fucking bike again. But that's all right. Like, it happens, you well, know? Well, it's funny you say that because I actually always, maybe there's loads more examples that I could think of. But in those moments, exactly what you're saying, I always think of Steve Irwin. I'm like, he died yeah. very happy. I know. And, and of all like, the things to kill him, it was a fucking fish. A fish, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In fairness, that's like me going bald by grazing and I die falling out the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it is like... Yeah. And it's, they, people know nothing about it. They don't know what they're talking... Mm. They, people don't know what they're talking about. They just don't know. They can't relate to it. Yeah. I, 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 Grant, don't like it. I mean, you know, they don't have to like MMA. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of MMA. I don't get mm. it. It's not, but, so, but that's Grant. Go on and fucking yeah. do it. It's none of my business. It's literally none of my business. It's the campaigning to have something stopped. That you have no interest exactly. in. That's what does my head in. Yeah. You know, I can appreciate like, like Jesus Christ, look at lads getting into it. I don't know how anyone does MMA. <laughs> like, I don't know how anyone does it. Did like, I not talk to you for a while? I in the face doing... once over there, right? I'm going home. <laughs> but <laughs> was there not a time that. where you talked about doing jiu-jitsu at one stage? Did we not talk about that a while ago? I don't know, we did we? Do, yeah. I know, uh, no, you were telling me to go and do it up oh, in your I was gym. You, and yeah. I said, no. <laughs> Because I don't want to get hurt. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you said, come up and do it. I said, no, I don't want to get hurt. I don't, no. I don't oh, yeah, want to. It. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Exactly no, you're going to come in. I'll go up and get fucking kicked around the room and I go home. I don't want to do it. <laughs> but do you ever find yourself trying to, f- to chase that feeling that you got? Yeah, but I do it in other ways. So there's different things. And I find, I like, I, so I do it in, like, so I joined the Iron Alloy, the lifeboats and stuff. Yes. And yeah, then I yeah. go to football matches and I get really into stuff. I get really, I get really behind stuff, you know, and that's yeah. how I do it. I'm also trying to justify my place in the world as well, you know, like, just that as well. Yeah. Like, I always feel like every achievement I've ever made is a bit shit. So you're kind of always chasing the next thing. Do you know that way? Yeah. So there's a bit of that in it as well. That's Where does that come from in you? Uh, I think uh, being adopted, I 
think and being really? born the way yeah you know, I've never been I've always feel like it was an accident a mistake I can't I can't fill that hole I can't fill it uh, so it's like so that's why I think I do a lot of the shit I do I think that's why I think that's why you do stand up who the fuck would do stand up unless you were begging to be accepted asking strangers to fucking you know, not enough hugs as a child that's what's wrong with you you know what I mean? Uh, I think that's what it is. So you know, everything I've ever done, it comes back to that. It comes back to the fact that I always feel like I don't really, I'm a, I'm a mistake in the world. So I think I'm always trying to make, fucking fill that fucking hole. You know what I mean? Mm. Problem is, you're trying to fill the hole, you, you never will. But it does make you have big experiences. So it, like, yeah. you know, so I'm all right with it. I understand it. And, uh, I, and I can enjoy where it takes me. But that's, that's I think, I fucking don't know. I think that's what it is. That's like, ah, oh, that's like, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> but there's no need to be crying, no. no but that's, but I but think like, what the what you're what you're the the point that you're kind of scratching on there is something that I think we all actually do feel. It is that whole yeah. of like maybe obviously I don't have the experience of being adopted, but I definitely have that need to be accepted and yeah yeah like it's part of, we're social animals yeah you know? of course yeah. yeah and I think like and as well I look back on it and think the very first thing that happened to me when I was born was I was given away mm. you know and that's I I, 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 I I think I'll always like and then I fucking grew up in a mad environment yeah that I have resents a bit you know like so mm. like I, I got I was adopted and then I grew up in in an actual mental home I can't think of a better name for it like that's what Madhouse the show was about we wrote the show Madhouse last year so six do you know this story at all no so, no, not at so all our not. house was a, a, an experiment by the Eastern Health Board fuck off so, yeah so there's three houses in Ireland right yeah. or four houses a bigger pardon three outside of ours that were an experiment for a, a mental health experiment in the 1980s so people who were schizophrenic severely mentally ill people were moved into our house uh, to live there. So I lived with six severely mentally ill schizophrenic people that my ma had to look after. What? Right? Yeah. So they lived in the house with us, right? Now, it was fucking... This was the 1980s now. There was no mental health. You were mental or you had health. <laughs> that was fucking it, right? You choose your fucking weapon. <laughs> yeah. That was it. So, uh, so, <laughs> so I was in the gaff and they were in the gaff and the dog and my mom and my dad were in the gaff and then my dad whenever he was you know if he wasn't just you know disappearing to get away from it yeah. uh, and my sister and that was it so it was a mad upbringing you know it was mad so you're talking about looking for attention I mean you were lost in the fucking madness of it all yeah I imagine so uh, yeah so I think so you're asking me where do you where, where do you get this that's where I get it from like you get adopted and put into that situation and you grow up you know and it's it yeah. was fucking bedlam. The whole thing was bedlam, mm. you know. And then there was the other shit going on with me folks, like. So it was all. <laughs> so it was mad. Yeah. I think we all had a bit of that. Fucking you, hell. you know what I mean? And then uh, you know, then you just come out the other side of it, and you're supposed to function mm -hmm. as an as an adult. And then like, and then you go into school, and you're being told you're you know, oh you're you're no good here. I know. You want me to come in? You know where I'm after fucking walk? You want me to come in out that gaff and sit down? Yeah. You mad boss. I can't just fucking mm. sit down. It's mayhem. I've never sat fucking down. Can't sit down so I suppose you feel like you never everything felt like it was an accident yeah. it all felt like it was in everybody's fucking way all the time you know yeah. so you're trying to make up for it I'm still trying to make up for it so then where did like where does that show up then as an adult or, or when you were growing up you know it was like can you pinpoint different things or yeah in that like in, in like doing, doing certain in, in that doing stand-up comedy and never mm. feeling like you're supposed to be doing it even though you feel like you're 
good at it. In that, yeah. in never feeling like you're really good at anything, never really feeling like you're fit in, and not being very good with friends. Mm. You know, uh, in can't I've very bad at relationships. Mm. You know, uh, I fucked up a marriage and all of that because I think that became because of it. You know, mm. so I think all of that shit. All did you ever shit. go to therapy or did you ever like Ah uh, yeah, consider... look, I know I shouldn't be saying it didn't for it did nothing for me, only annoy me. And I know you shouldn't say I know you're not supposed to say that, but it did nothing for me. No, that's your, so your experience I, of it. Yeah, yeah, it did that's my experience of it. Uh you know, what works for me is getting up and, and getting I like I love being a part of something, even if I don't you know, so I love being a part of the Bowls thing, I love mm. being a part of I love being a part of the motorbike community, mm. I love being a part of the lifeboat crew. Mm. You know, I love getting I get very involved in all these yeah. things, you know. That for me, but, that's what does it for me. Or like you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, self-love and self-reflection and self." Yeah. Fuck all that for me. That doesn't work for me. I want to be, you know, giving to this and giving to that and involved in this and involved in that. And then like, mm. and then like, that's where my tranquility is, you know. Well, as an observer of that, I would. How would how do I say this? Like. From from what I know of you, which will say like how you got totally like encompassed by bows, by like your career, yeah. by the RNLI, everything is that all those struggles that you had gone to growing up have led you to a place where you're like a really good, great member of a team. My dog, well, again, you'd have to ask the fucking team. Well, we will. Come on <laughs> in, team. <Here> they come. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not more, not more than anyone else. Mm. But I get a lot out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wish I, I don't know the answer to that. You know. If, if you could change anything, would you change? What would you change? About about my life in general. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I didn't enjoy my childhood, so mm. I think I'd change that. I would. Yeah. I don't. Oh, then where would like would I be different? Would I have done what I've done? Would I've had the experiences? Mm. I don't know. Like, would I change who, where I am now as an adult in my life? I don't fucking think so. Yeah. You know, I don't think so. I've lived a different life. You know, it's so... I don't think so. So, I could change that and fuck it all up. So, would I change it? Yeah, fuck it. Let's make it something stupid. I put a third elbow on my arm so I can pick up <laughs> shit that drops behind the radiator. <laughs> you know, and do weird pub tricks. Fuck it. That's it. Let's stick with that. Like, if I change anything that's, you know, in my life past or future, then it's, I'm just fucking it all up. Yeah, fuck it. Just give me a funny looking fucking arm and we mm. can play around with it. <laughs> you, you seem to be very... <laughs> Fuck it, you know what I mean? That's my story. You seem to be very self-aware, though. Do you are you a deep thinker? Do you think about things quite a bit? Ah, yeah, you get. Yeah, I suppose I do. Yeah, I get too much. Yeah, like everybody, you yeah. do. Oh yes, you do. You definitely do. Everyone does. You yeah. know, you get too locked up. You forget that Pete. No one's really thinking about you at all. Yeah. You do. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. And the last couple of years, doing podcasts like this, like four years ago, we did a podcast like this. I wouldn't be telling you half of this fucking shit. I'd be just smart. I'd be there, mind your business and mm. say what the right things and what's expected of you and try and make people laugh. I don't fucking care anymore. I just want to, you know, try and, you know, I get more crack out just being honest now. You yeah. Know? Do you find yourself living, like, quote unquote, freely? But much freely? More so. Is that even a word? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it Were is, but I understood it. it yeah. <laughs> more free. I, I the do, older yeah. That you definitely. Get. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, the, and the older I get, the less I give shite you know mm. that kind of way you yeah. know you just worry about normal things now bills and all that bollocks you know oh, but, yeah. uh, but, but, but but yeah living yeah I'm not I'm not finally not afraid to just what, be what, myself what if you, if you could you're writing a hypothetical book here what's the biggest lesson that you learned in life <laughs> Jesus that's a fucking question um, <laughs> what's the biggest lesson I've learned in my life yeah fucking hell um, 
Jesus, that's a huge question. I thought it's, a ma- it's funny, isn't it? I, I don't think we know the answer to that. I don't know if I was to really think about it, what's the, the the biggest thing I think I've learned in life. I mean, if I was okay, there's I'll answer two questions at the same time. Yeah, it's to fucking it's not never hold yourself back doing mm. what you want to fucking do. Like no matter what it is, you have to do it, even if you don't trust yourself. Mm. And if I could change one thing about myself to answer the other question, it would be to fucking trust myself a bit more. Oh, that's a good one. That's probably the that's probably the biggest lesson. Mm. That's probably the, that one's probably not going to happen. But at the same stage, I will always. I'll always give myself the boot in the arse to try something new, like you yeah. Know. I think you get, you get used to shitting yourself as well, like yeah. <laughs> do you believe in life purpose? Do you believe that all roads have led you here? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, goosebumps! I, I, I love it. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah, yeah. Like it's uh, is the, there moments, too many lucky breaks to yeah. Just, that's what I was going to ask. Is there moments along the way where you realise and you went actually? Yeah, this too has many to things. Be. Too many things. Like time. Yeah, too many things where. Too many choices and too many stupid fucking mistakes that you mm. can't look back and say they weren't mistakes, but they all seem to go yeah. all right. You know, things always seem to end up all right. Mm. They always seem to end up all right. Uh, I don't know why that is. You know, I don't know why I've got the people in my life I have in my life. I don't deserve them. Uh, I don't know why people have constantly come back after me. I don't know why they've constantly pushed me and encouraged me to do shit I gave up on myself years about, mm. ago about. And I don't know why all those things eventually ended up happening. Because I'll fucking tell you something. I'm not a very hard worker. I'm an awful cunt to sit around. So, like, there has to be some purpose to it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm a lazy bastard given yeah. half a chance, you know? So, yeah, yeah, it has to be. I would imagine that those people are in your life because they see you. Well, I, I, they, I, they see you in ways that you can't see yourself. Maybe, or maybe they see some false image with us walking. No, not at all. I'm actually going to like ring you Monday morning and be like, hi, so we have a group therapy session. It's at 11 a.m. Come yeah. on down. I'm going to go listen to the podcast go all right because I had a couple of points and I hope I didn't make a show of myself. I don't wait. You caught me in a moment of extraordinary reflection. I had three points and, a f- and I was at a funeral. So I don't know if I'm comfortable with it. Fuck off. I'm just really good at my job, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but if you had if you had one hope, where are we? Chains like get me out with this gaff. We're right. Okay, we're gone, we're gone. Yeah, yeah. Um if you had one we'll say hope for the future, what would it be? Yeah, I honestly it's just about uh, it's just about anxiety. Like I I've I think I'm I'm alright. If I could just uh, get rid of the anxiety about what I'm going to do next and enjoy the ride. Yeah. That's it. You know? That's it. I just yeah, that's all that's great. Like, I mean, it's just a, uh, like, I look at my life, genuine, genuinely, I look at my life and I'm in a, go- I'm in a good place and I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know something, if I could keep things going the way they're going now, yeah, I'd be happy. If I could think that, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy. I would, yeah. A fucking life is good now. Like, yeah. Like it is good, you know? Yeah. It is. Would you like, be, would you agree that it, it has all to do with your mind? Well, yeah, of course. I was only talking to Willie White today. Do you know Willie White? He's a stand-up comedian and he was in Mountjoy Prison and all of that stuff. And he was just doing a gig in Mountjoy Prison. And he was telling me that, uh, you know, he was doing a gig and there was a lifer in. And Tommy Turner was doing the gig, actually. And uh, he realised that... And Tommy was asking the lifer, this guy doing, you know, life in prison. He goes, are you happy? And he goes, yeah, you can be happy anywhere. So you can be happy anywhere. So I've been happier in here than I ever was out there. Wow. So yeah, you can, I, I suppose you can. Now he's probably mentally stronger than I am because if you put me into a prison, I'm fucking not going to last very long. But like, you know, can you be happy everywhere? Yeah, yeah, you can. You can be happy anywhere, yeah. Of course you can. 
it's probably hard because we're all like you know we've hardwired ourselves to want certain shit and to compare ourselves to, to unrealistic stuff and you know yeah we, but yeah of course yeah absolutely yeah. well that's something to take home as they say before <laughs> before I let you go very very final question she's on the spoke you're just kind of thinking now you know the way he didn't do that therapy he's after, <laughs> he's after getting his money's worth out of me you're going to be like invoicing me for like a, a 1600 quid Shane is the invoice ready to go as soon as he wraps yeah, up yeah, here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I will say that though as well about lads because I have I've, I've known lads uh, just because I've I, I just been worried that I might have encouraged lads not to go to therapy or not to talk to people right? yeah so just in case uh because I know it doesn't work for a lot of lads, yeah. and uh, I know lads who can't fucking talk about stuff. But I definitely. But let me just say, if you're an L fucker like me and talking is mm. tough, because it's definitely harder for our generation than it is for the younger generation. I think anyway, it's not easy for anybody. Even if you don't want to talk about that mm. in particular, lads talk shoulder to shoulder. Women can talk face to face. You know, yeah. just be around lads. Yes. Don't even talk about what's on your mind if you don't want to at the start. But yeah. just say, I'm not great and leave it at that and talk about something else but be around lads yes that's fantastic I advice. think honestly be around other lads I mm. think you'll get there yeah you'll get talking event. you might not think you will but one day you know you will maybe one day someone's going to say it to you and it, it, it'll make the permission yeah. a little and bit. ask your mates how they're doing yeah 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 or, or even just not even not that if you see your mates are struggling Tell them you are as well. Yeah. Even if you're fucking not, it doesn't matter. Just <laughs> yeah. encourage them to fucking be around you. That's the main thing. Encourage them to be around you. You know, if you know they don't want to talk up to them, say, do you know something? I feel like shit today. Will you hang out with me? I guarantee it leads to a better place. Absolutely. That's great <laughs> advice. Well, listen, final thing. Will you sing me a song? Sing you a fucking song. Are you in your <laughs> oh, mind? <I'm> <laughs> Go on, give me a verse. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. What's your favourite joke? What's my favourite yeah, joke? Have you got a quick one? I do. Sure, I told it to Dylan. Come oh, on, I did. Go on. This is my favourite right, joke, right? So there's this lad, right? And he gets given 500 quid. He knows <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, Shane right. knows it. So there's this lad, he gets 500. I love this fucking joke. I never get to tell it because it's shite. <laughs> uh, he gets 500 quid to deliver a load of penguins, right? Yeah. Uh, to the zoo. Yeah. Right? And your man goes, yeah, here's your five. He goes, yeah, so here's the 500. You get them on the truck out to the zoo, yeah? And man goes, yeah, no bother. Take them to the zoo for 500 quid. Don't worry, leave it with me, right? Yeah. A few days later, your man is walking down O'Connell Street. And there's this fucking trucker with a load of penguins following him down O'Connell Street. And he's like, what are you doing? I gave you 500 quid time to take you to the zoo. And he says, I did take him to the zoo. Had some change left over. Now we're going to the pictures. Oh, there's the talking duck. Is me one of favourite. Can I tell you the talking duck? So you notice this. So this duck goes into a bar, and you know, talking duck. And he and a man goes, sees the duck isn't well. Like like these lads were talking about. He says, "Man, are you all right?" And he goes, "No, I'm not fucking all right. I can't get a job anywhere. I'm sick of it. I've been applying for jobs all over the place. No one wants to give a fucking, you know, no one wants to give me a job." And he goes, "There's literally a circus across the road. Have you gone in and asked them for a job?" And the duck goes, "So what would they want with a fucking carpenter?" <laughs> oh shit jokes anyway what a way to finish a good that was it I feel like we got somewhere and I ruined it <laughs> so 
good, so good. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much for coming in. No, that was no, brilliant. That was brilliant. I no, really no. enjoyed that. Lovely talking to you. Thanks a million. Yeah, really good. Thanks. I really do appreciate it. And I'll never message you again now, so. <laughs> yeah, you messaged me twice. I swear, we should have read out the message history in the podcast. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. Serious, the stress. Um, but listen, I appreciate it. What's what's next, actually, before we let you go? What what can our, your your fans look forward to? I don't know. Well, I'm on Classic Hits, not for FM every morning. Yeah. And uh, I suppose we're, we're like, oh, I can't say what's happening, but something exciting is going to happen with Madhouse. Uh, Madhouse is coming back. And then there's Young Offenders later in the year. So there's plenty Brilliant. going on. Yeah, You're busy. Yeah, busy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ke- yeah. Keeping the wolf from the door, yeah. Yeah, love it. Uh, PJ Gallagher for episode 31 of The First Exchange. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.